Star Wars 7x7 episode 383. Today it's a special potpourri episode. <laughs> Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this episode is a little different because there have been a lot of little things percolating or a little follow-up things that were worth checking out, but none of them were really big enough to say warrant an entire episode to cover them all. So I thought, well, let's just throw a bunch in together and call it a potpourri episode and see what happens. So I'd love to hear your feedback on the episode once it's done, and uh, if you like having these every once in a while, or if you would like to make sure that it's always focused on one topic. Chime in at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com and let me know. So the first thing I want to talk about is just the follow-up to Monday's episode where we talked about the Amy Schumer GQ photo shoot. And in that podcast, I had wondered whose idea the photo shoot was, whether it was the folks at GQ or the photographer or Amy Schumer. And as it turns out, it is mostly not Amy Schumer's idea. This, this is according to a story that was reported on Entertainment Tonight's website, of all things. And even going further, of all things, this comes from an interview that she had on a morning radio program in Australia. This seems like it's got to be fake somehow, but mm, no, I think it's uh, legitimate. Um, the shoot wasn't her idea, but according to the radio interview, she says she wishes it was and that she would do it again right now, quote-unquote which uh, she did not actually do <laughs> for the radio program, folks. Instead, they actually uh, got her to pose in Harry Potter costumes, <laughs> along with Bill Hader and the uh, host of the show, of all things. So, so However, she does say that she uh, was the person who had the idea to be topless with the photo of her lying in bed with R2-D2 and C-3PO, so <laughs> take that for what you will. Anyway, uh, the controversy continues to rage on, and it's still making headlines, so it'd be kind of interesting to see if this just all blows over or if it actually nets out in something interesting beyond this. Another thing I wanted to mention is that there are a lot of rumors abounding right now about uh, Benicio Del Toro being tapped, potentially, to play a villain in Star Wars Episode Eight, an unnamed villain, and... First of all, this is coming from a couple of different casting sources um, saying this to an outfit called The Wrap. This is not confirmed by any stretch of the imagination. And one of the strange things that I've seen accompanying this rumor are stories wondering who else is going to die from a villain perspective to make room for Benicio Del Toro's character, whoever that character might be. What a strange thing to consider, that you would actually have to get rid of some of your villains in order to introduce more villains into the whole fray. I personally would rather see more villains on the uh, on the bad guy's side than less, and this was kind of brought to my attention actually a few months ago by playing Star Wars Commander, of all things, where... The Empire, in their hero set of capabilities, don't have very many non-mechanical pieces that you can drop into the fray. It's only Darth Vader or the Emperor's Royal Guard as a non-mechanical solution, and that seemed like it was really lacking by comparison. So, so we know for sure that we have Kylo Ren and General Hux and Captain Phasma, and I haven't seen one way or the other whether Supreme Leader Snoke 
is supposed to be good or evil. I mean, he sure doesn't look like he's a happy guy. <laughs> and the voice in the original teaser trailer of his does not sound happy either. But, you know, even if we have four villains, why not add a fifth? That's what I say. But let me hear what you have to say. Is that too many? Or do you think that's going to really help diversify the action? Chime in at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com. And speaking of Star Wars Commander, I don't know about you, but are you starting to get paranoid about the video games and what they might be telling us secret message-wise? I'm starting to get a little bit that way. And most recently from playing Star Wars Commander, there was some campaign that occurred on Yavin 4 where you had to defend against the Empire coming to steal data from your data centers prior to evacuating Yavin 4. And the way the game played out is that most of the data was actually cleared off, but that the Imperials were still able to salvage some. And so I'm wondering if this is canon now. Since everything is supposed to be canon going forward, I'm wondering if we've just been told that part of the Star Wars story is that there were data centers that were on the Rebel base on Yavin 4 that were raided by the Imperials after the destruction of the first Death Star and that they actually got away with some data. And maybe this will play a part somewhere else in a novel or a comic book or something like that. That would be pretty fascinating, I think. And one last thing, which falls under the better late than never department, (laughs) the nice folks at Verizon who had done live streaming of Star Wars Celebration Anaheim also did a thing for San Diego Comic-Con as well. For 100 folks and plus ones for each of them who hadn't been able to get into Hall H for the Force Awakens panel situation, they still got those folks into the Star Wars concert And they shared, Verizon did, a number of photos, not just from the concert, but also from the Hall H panel with us here at Star Wars 7x7. So we set up a photo album that is at our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sw7x7 with more than 100 photos from the San Diego Comic-Con events related to The Force Awakens and the Star Wars concert. So you'll get to see all your favorite and soon-to-be favorite actors and actresses and uh J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy and Larry Kasdan and so much more. So do check that out at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash SW7X7. And last but not least, your trivia question. Oh, I see it. Oh, this is going to be easy. Last time we asked you what duo were in charge of placing sensors while on Hoth Patrol, and that was Han and Luke. Today's question, what system is Cloud City found in? Little tricky, be careful. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you pick up another pathetic life form, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a pod race bet, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!